Welcome to Pitch Session. That's Pitch with a P. I'm Kirsten. I'm Andrew. We've we reached the final pause. four here. We have We've reached, reached the, the final, final four. We, it was a dramatic pause. We've reached the final four. Um, and just as everyone predicted, it is North Carolina, Northwestern. Who are the other two? Duke. Duke. And, and who? Maryland. Who? Maryland, just like everyone predicted, right? Oh, wait. Oh, wait a minute. They got housed by UVA it's, in one of the most unpredictable events of the season. Your Virginia Cavaliers. My Virginia um, Cavaliers. We we have here we have four people who picked Maryland to win the national championship, uh, whose brackets are busted. We also had an Iowa and a Rutgers. Um, so those fine folks also busted. Um, but the Maryland ones, uh, you know, that one cut deep um mm. in, in the bracket spectacular, but we have uh, several Northwestern and North Carolinas left. There's one Duke, um, and nobody is on the Cavaliers of Virginia. So, Ooh, man. Um, nobody went we'll out see. on a limb and picked the Cavs. No. Um, looking at the old bracket, the, the standings here, um, Kate Ryan is in first, and she has Northwestern as her champion. Um, okay. We'll see. Uh with 27 points and there's a glut at one at 26 three people at 25 four at 24 including you here um yeah. one point behind me at 25. dang and what a I setup believe, let me see i'm clicking on your bracket yeah we have the same final we have the same the rest of the way so you can't catch me i can't beat you because we we both have a north carolina northwestern final with North Carolina winning. I feel so like we're this gonna... has been our I feel like this has been our entire friendship is like you're winning and I just I can't beat you. That is not true at all. I would say it's the complete opposite. <laughs> you're always just one step ahead and I can't catch up. No, I'm one step behind. We could like dig deep into my psyche and I could give you reasons why. <laughs> we'll do that in a different you're episode. Far, you're far more accomplished than I am. Whoa, whoa. I mean, I think you have to ask about what is accomplished. Sure. <laughs> well, at I least think in the this bracket, is, this, you're the bracket, step ahead. This is, this is like the exception that proves the rule type of situation. Well, I don't know because you were right about something else confirmed by our friend Allison Keefe last week. I was, and she is our friend. She is um, our friend. We, we need to have her on the show. Absolutely. Um, why don't you talk about that, Kier? Well, because I mean, I must have misremembered, and I don't. I'm not a close listener. I need, you know, it's one of my flaws. Um, but we were talking about our penalty corner conversion, and I believe you were the one that remarked um, about the number of penalty corners somebody or a team earns, and how that would correlate with winning percentage or how well they perform in a season. And so Allison pulled it up for us. My gosh, it does. It really does because I've been really hung up on the how many you earn and how many you score off of those corners. And what she showed us is that, which I mean, really, when you lay it out, it makes a lot of sense. But the teams who earned the most corners, I mean, you're all the teams that you have in the top 40 
of the season and all the teams that got into the tournament are in within the top 40 teams in that um in that stat of corners earned so it just means that they're like strong attacking teams um and and, and they're and just getting a lot of scoring the, opportunities and they're getting in the circle a lot well and also you know the top six on this list all made the tournament um and and uh, two of them are, are still alive in the tournament um mm-hmm. of, of the top 15 that did not make the tournament you've got ohio state who's the first team out cornell who had a great season diet massachusetts who you know was upset in their tournament but was certainly one of the top 20 or 25 teams in the country uh app state which was a favorite of ours and then you know, fairfield managed to slip into this club as well um maybe had a fake id or something but but so the, still the, also on this is drexel who came, who who was kind of a sleeper hit late in the season vcu who we've been talking about quite a bit LaSalle, who shocked the world and having a really exceptional season. I mean, UMass Amherst, UNH, like teams we've been talking about and who all had really strong performances this year. And perhaps I, the thing I found most interesting is the lowest team that made the tournament on this list is North Carolina, the number one team in the country. And I, I, I think what that shows is... Well, I, I think what that tells us is when you're that talented, you know, you you don't fit into the norms. They have such skilled play, and, and not that Northwestern and Duke and Virginia don't, but some of their players are so skilled that maybe they don't need the corners. That you know, they're they're scoring a bunch of field goals. Um, but the 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 correlation here is 0.76, which obviously is very very high. Um, a standard deviation of one means that it's it's uh, you know, a, a, a complete relationship. And so 0.76 being very high, um, corners lead to wins. I mean, I think that's, that's what we've learned here. So shout out Allison for the data, shout out Andrew for the theory, um, mm. and shout out Kirsten for just being here. <laughs> I, I just kept pushing this. I didn't want to let it go. Um, but I will. Would you say note- you pushed it? Would you say you pushed it or inserted it? Uh, injected it. As we say in Europe. Um, well, insert. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, um, but I also think one of the things I noticed from this past weekend, as we had co- penalty corners on the mind, and I wonder how this week, this past weekend would affect Allison's numbers, is that the penalty corner conversion rate over the weekend with the um, with the sweet 16 elite eight was high we there we saw some really quality corners when people i feel like the conversion rate from earning a corner to to scoring on the corner was pretty high um during this past weekend and i'm sure we'll see more of that but just you know i'm like were teams kind of holding back some some set pieces from us over the season we're ready to just pull them out in postseason i don't know um I, was, I would imagine. I, I think. I think especially none of them this, were uh, especially fancy. Um, I, I think for if you're one of the top four or five teams in the country, I mean, I know none of the coaches take anything for granted, but there's a handful of coaches who knew at the very least that they would be playing on you know this past weekend. I don't think anyone mm. takes the final four for granted. But I think that at some point when you're 12 and 0, when you're 13 and 2, you know, whatever it is, 
in, in late October, mid-October, you can hold some things. And, and I would imagine whether it was a matter of them holding it back or, or using, you know, the time in between tournament games to, to draw something up, I, I would imagine that happens. But I don't know. I would, also, you know, we, I would also say, like, at this point in the season, like, if you talk about just sort of the way that, like, you t- you use your practice time, like, you're physiologically at this point in the season, I mean, you're in more of a um, recover and retain mode. So your practices are probably intense but shorter or longer and you're working on technical pieces or, like, set pieces. So there also may be more time that they're devoting to quarters just because of the reality of, like, where you are physiologically at, at this point in the season, too. You know, I, I was thinking about getting a tattoo that said recover and retain. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think that's well, a good idea? Well, I don't know if it would fit with your other tattoos. My uh, my leaf? Your leaf. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about the, the names you have on your body, but, you know, I don't know if Gotta it Got to love it. <laughs> Got to love it. Anyway, um, so well, about you, but talk- I enjoyed streaming all the games. What, did any? Did you find any of them particularly um, intriguing? Of, of let's just go to the Elite Eight. Um, you know, if we we look at it as we talked about Virginia, the the massacre over Maryland. Um, you had North Carolina advancing, Duke advancing, and Northwestern. I guess we already said that. Um, a a nail biter for the Wildcats up in Evanston. They fell behind twice to the Louisville Cardinals, both one nothing and 2 nothing, uh, They were down – they tied it at one, uh, then fell behind 2-1, to one, I should say. Um, and they were down 2-1 to one pretty late in that game mm-hmm. um, and, and scored two late goals to snatch defeat from the jaws – or snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, and I, I'll say I think – I've watched the Cards a couple times this season, and that was one of their best games. They played really well. All credit to them. Um, and really, I think that Northwestern game came down to, I think, one of the last couple corners. And they had been going to the drag flick over and over again and switched up that last corner with a hit. So I think that probably threw off the Louisville defensive penalty corner unit a little bit. Um, but they were really well matched. and it was, a, it was a really nice game to watch. And I thought Louisville played really well. The what I found what I thought was really well, you know, and I everybody who was a devoted field hockey fan like myself and a few other people, we had our three games streaming on the uh, on the I was red zoning as you, I like you're, to I was call gonna it. say you I was red zoning. Well, you want to know something zone. on Sunday? Can I tell you on Sunday I was red zoning the field hockey while also watching the actual <laughs> red zone with the football. <laughs> I mean, because we had three screens up and we'd just be skimming. I'd be like, over here, over here, there's a corner. Okay, now we're red zoning over on this side. There's a corner over here. So like I said, I felt like I lost sort of the nuance of every game, but I got the highlights and that was exciting. Um, I would, I really want them to space it out a little bit, please. Oh my goodness. It was really stressful. Um, but I do, yeah, I do. Know, if Sorry, if they would stagger them by like 30 minutes, you'd have – it would be great because like the first game as it went about to halftime, the second game would start. And then as the first game was finishing, you know, the second game would be at halftime and the third game would be starting. They they'd all be staggered by roughly a half so that like, just 
It would be great. It would help. Well, I felt like the Elite Eight games sort of fell into that. But then, like, Louisville and Northwestern was going down to the wire. And, like, there were some other games, like, you know, the Maryland-UVA game, where the thing was is, like, it was a blowout. But I was like, I mean, Maryland, this is – something's going to happen. Like, something interesting has to happen. I was sitting on the edge of my seat, like, what is going on? Um, So I do wish I could have seen the whole – Did you ever fall off? Fall off my seat? Well, if you're on Absolutely. the edge, you don't have a Absolutely. I mean, anybody who tells you they haven't fallen off their seat when they're on the edge of their seat is they're lying. lying. They Especially are. if you're if you were a How few about... cocktails in. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do when you're watching uh Sunday field hockey? Okay, uh, but this exactly. is did, did you look at like the box scores for these games? Because this is what I found interesting is that you and both UNC and UVA scored four goals in their late eight game and each of those goals came in each quarter. So they scored a goal in each quarter of the game, which for some reason, like, I don't know if that's significant anyway, but you look at the box and you're like, Whoa, look at that. How about that? Can I, can I tell you something? Please. Yeah. I don't think it's significant. Uh, that's why I said, I don't think it's significant, but I was like, yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm just, well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that it brought you joy. It did. I was like, Hey, how about that? Um, yeah, and we we'll talk about Duke and Syracuse real quick. Another come from behind win. Um, Syracuse scored first, uh, put put Duke on their heels and pretty quickly. Duke, Duke, I think, comes into the Final Four, the team that was tested the most mm. uh, this weekend. They 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 also had to battle with American. Duke scored early, uh, and you tied it up, which which you know put Duke back on their heels again. They did. Score uh, again, I believe, within the third quarter to take a two-one lead, and that that was that. Uh, similar thing on Sunday. Syracuse scored first. Duke tied it up right before halftime, mm-hmm. and then took the lead right out of halftime. The two goals were separated by about twenty minutes of real time, but about sixty seconds of game time. Um, and I think that that goal right out of the half has to be a little deflating if you're Syracuse. Um, yeah, and and Duke Duke did hold on, so um, a good win for them. I, I definitely think they're coming in as tested as anybody uh, in the Final Four. Yeah, I mean they. The, I feel like they've. You're totally right. Um, and I, but I do think the interesting matchup between Duke and Northwestern are those are the two teams with the most number of wins this season on the on the teams remaining. Right, like Duke has 18, Northwestern has 20, so. But I mean, I think what our one of our guests later will tell us is that even though there are twenty wins, those were not easy wins, and that they've had to they've had to fight quite a bit this season. So, quite a bit. Duke's played a lot of games. They're eighteen and four. Well, you know, they had to play the ACC tournament only gives one by the number one seed. Oh, I was like, wow, that just feels. I mean, it's Duke had to play a quarterfinal, North Carolina Mm, did not. And they had the bye. Yeah. All right. I was just looking at that, being like, wait a minute, that's a lot. And it kind of is. So uh, I know you have shoots and ladders, but I do. Well, hang on. We have some guests. We do. Perhaps we should get to some of those. Um, we are going to make the rounds with the coaches in the final four. Let's, uh, just draw a name out of a hat. Um, why don't we start with coach Fuchs? 
um, and and get her thoughts on the past weekend, the the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, and how her team feels going into the Final Four. You cool with that? I'm cool with that. Let's do it. All right, we are so excited to welcome back to the pod Tracy Fuchs, head coach of the currently seeded number two Northwestern Wildcats, on the cusp of their semifinal game against Duke this weekend. Welcome back, Tracy. Yeah, great to be back, guys. How are you? We we we're love just, a repeat guest. We love it, and we're exhilarated. We just I'm feel honored. like we've come alive. In I'm the completely honored. Thank you. <laughs> um. So while we we were just talking about your great game against Louisville, and I think we've you know, it was you all were put to the test and and really rose to the occasion. So, how are we looking at postseason right now? Like, where's your team at? Yeah, I think we're in a good place. I mean, that was a battle on Sunday. I thought um, Louisville played an amazing game. And uh, honestly, it really could have gone either way at any point. So congrats to them. Um, really happy with, you know, the resilience of my team to be able to come back twice um, and then put it away in the last minute it was uh, obviously really, really fun. So we're looking forward. Uh, to getting down to Carolina and, um, you know, facing Duke again. How do you treat this weekend? You know, it's it's ideally for you a Friday, Sunday weekend, uh, at the very least a Friday weekend, something that you yeah. did, you know, every week all year. So do you try and treat it like any other two-game week or, you know, is it different? Will you go through your same routines or or switch it up? Yeah, everybody knows that athletes love routine and so do coaches. So we'll do, you know, we gave the players off today. Um, and actually this is a week where we don't have to give any off days, but really important for them to get back to school and recover and take care of the mental side. And then um, we'll come back and we'll have our same work week uh, starting tomorrow. And then we'll leave uh, Wednesday for Carolina, maybe get some sun down there. Nice. I, uh, is it not sunny in Chicago right now? Oh, it is like fifties. No. We oh. are. I, I can. I'm complaining. It's great. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. Um, you're gonna play a Duke team that you played already, but a long time ago, uh, back uh, first week, second weekend of the season. Uh, it was a three-two win. It was your second win of the season at the time. Second in a string of twenty. Um, now that you have almost a full season between that game and this one. Do you use that game? You know, will you look at film of that game for something specific, or are you more interested in Duke's most recent games uh, in the tournament, in the ACC tournament? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think both of us are different teams now um, than we were, you know, game two, which is actually really, really fun. It's like playing a, you know, you're playing the same team, but they've changed a lot. Um, obviously we've changed a lot and had to move some players around positionally. Um, we'll, we'll take a look at it for tendencies, but, um, honestly, you know, when you get this far, I don't think either team is going to, you know, change too much going into, into Friday. I think it was a great game. Uh, the last time we played them, I think they got up on us early and we were able to fight and claw back. So, we're looking forward. Um, they're well coached. Love Pam and her team. And um, we're looking forward to a great battle on Friday. Yeah, I looked at the box score that this morning. You know, they, they got out to a real fast lead. It was 2 nothing in the first quarter. And you guys had it tied there uh, just before halftime and, and ended up taking it 3-2. to two. But 
some similarities to your game against Louisville and that you had to come back. You didn't have to come back twice, but did have to come back from two down, which I have to imagine uh, your team has not had to do many times this year. No, actually, um, it's been a pretty smooth year. But saying <laughs> that, we've been in some really, really tough battles. I mean, we went to a shootout with Rutgers over time with Maryland and every team in the Big Ten, you know, puts up a really, really good fight. And, you know, we've just stayed the course and, you know, we've weathered the storms and been really consistent. And um, that's a tribute to my team and my leadership. Uh, have a lot of seniors and grad students. So um, they just keep on going, ladies, and let's get it done. Nice. I think you might have just answered my question, but I think you know, player for player, there are a lot of similarities between you and Duke, really strong goalkeeping and a couple go-to players on the front line. Um, you have Olivia Ben Cole, who I've decided now I'm going to start calling OBC. Um, fair, so, fair. so, you very know, what set? You spend a lot of time much. working on that. I did. Well, I do have Ruth Bader Ginsburg staring at me in the face all the time. So that was really the inspiration. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, like what sets this Northwestern team apart? I've been struck in some of the post-game interviews with your team where they give a lot of credit to each other, which is really awesome. But so, yeah, what stands out when you just take away those sort of one-on-one matchups? Yeah, I think that what you just talked about is huge. Um, nobody cares who gets the goal. Nobody cares who makes the assists or anything like that with this group. And that that's a big part of it because – you know, everybody wants a little bit of the limelight, but um, honestly, we're solid in every line. And, you know, our defense, we keep talking about our offense, but our defense has been so consistent um, shutting down teams. And we're going to have to do that. I think Duke has two of the better forwards in the country. Um, and then our midfield is as fast and as solid as ever. And then we have people up front like Liv and Peyton and some others that can create havoc for the defense and get corners and get shots. And it always, that when you have that, it always gives you a chance to win the game. And um, so that's good for the cats. All right, Tracy, we're so excited that you were able to join us. We are wishing the Wildcats the best of luck this weekend. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Bye. Thanks Trey. As usual. What a delight. He's the best. She's the I'm best. just telling you, Andrew, this is like a dream come true for me. You know, get to talk to these coaches. Story to what, coaches. Was what, what was served at the dinner? The banquet? I've been to one of them. Uh, actually, it Except was think, lovely. You know what? I think she said that after we stopped recording. Oh. So no one knows, <laughs> no one knows what, no one knows what you're talking about. Okay. Well, we're moving on. She she had to she had to go because she had a donor dinner, and I asked if I was invited, and she said no. And so I'm just curious what might have been served. Oh, and here I am thinking you're talking about the banquet, the NCAA. No, no, banquet. I'm talking about her dinner that she had to leave us for. Yeah, I imagine the food wasn't you know the star of the show, but. Well, I now think, that we've done I that, think, now that we've I we've, think, we've well, well, don't, couldn't Coach Fuchs have been the star of the show? Absolutely. I mean, I think this week, you know, the this week is her week. Anapora, she's the star of the show. Uh, let's anyway. pull another name out of a hat, shall we? Well, I think we should just go to the other side of the bracket. To the Pick other side. Okay. Go ahead. So let's uh, let's uh, have a little chat with Oli. Koikskin, 
I'm learning how to say that name. See how I do. All right, we're so excited to be joined by acting head coach of uh, the University of Virginia Cavaliers, Ollie Koiskin. Did I say that right? That was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Kier well, Kirsten does it all. I, I try to do it all. Um, well, congratulations. This is very exciting. Um, we were we very much enjoyed your uh, quarterfinal game against Maryland Terrapins. And so you must be pretty pumped to be here. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. And like, yeah, it was a fun weekend, fun game. And of course, we we're pumped, we we're excited. But we also, you know, we have to take it easy because the next task is just on Friday, which is pretty much, I don't know, feels like it's tomorrow already. So we have to pump the brakes today a little emotionally and like we'll look forward what's to what's next. Mm. And you have been here before. So Andrew and I were just talking that this is this will be the third time you meet UNC this season and you've split okay. meetings, right? And, like and three and... times in about three weeks too. So yeah, this is exactly. not a new opponent. So how are you <laughs> how are you preparing for this next game? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, it's the easiest scout of the year, but also the toughest scout of the year. You know, on one hand we just played him twice within two weeks. On the other hand, they're you know the number one seed, probably the best team in the in the country there. Um, so on one hand, it's very very simple. On the other hand, it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, we definitely look at our game. So we did well. We didn't do well, and uh, make our game plan from there, and knowing that we have to you know, perform very, very well in order to beat UNC again. So looking at how you're going to treat the week, are you treating it like any other week in the ACC where you would go down to Chapel Hill for a Friday game? Are you guys going to go down early? Are you going on Wednesday? And and what what things are you going to do the same? What are you going to do differently? Um, yeah, so we have to go down on Wednesday because our um, scheduled practice on on um, the turf is at 9 a.m. in the morning, so there's there's no way for us to drive down then at Thursday morning. Um, so yeah, that's already different because it's a day earlier than usual. Um, but um, we have parents in that area that have invited the team on Wednesday night, so we have a nice team dinner um, after we arrive. Um, so that's that's rather we do that occasionally, but that's rather different. Um, but otherwise, we, we try to keep it the same. We try to keep our preparation the same, how we've done it all year, um, you know, just to, to keep it steady and to keep it focused to um, Friday because the, the, the week is pretty much the same. We have our, our uh, Monday after a Friday, Sunday. It's, it's always the same. Um, we do a little bit on Wednesday, of course. Usually Wednesday is our day off, but um, on Wednesday we're obviously traveling, so that's the only only thing that that's slightly different plus the banquet on on thursday night of course everyone's should, favorite event who should kirsten and i <laughs> send our uh, food allergies to for that dinner on wednesday night we are two lists are definitely <laughs> okay just um, i assume we're invited so yeah, yeah. shout out to lisa okay <laughs> amazing um so this so we're talking about unc is a good opponent the bracket like i feel like we're a little surprised to see uva here right it wasn't i think you busted some of our brackets in the bracket spectacular so what was the what was the formula of the maryland matchup that had you guys come out on such be so dominant yeah well first i'm glad i broke your bracket 
and some others. It's great. <laughs> I don't know, to, uh, to us, it, it's sort of coming at a surprise. We played the toughest schedule mm. in the country. So, and yeah, and if you play the toughest schedule in the country, you lose a couple of games, and all of a sudden, people look at your record and like, oh, you have like five losses, but like four of them were, and I don't know the final ranking. I'm not sure, but you looked at uh, within the season, it's like four of those losses were against like top eight teams you know like mm -hmm. you lose those games if you don't show up and that also yeah it looks on the record a little strange but it just made us stronger at the end that we just played every week the best of the best of the best and you know iron sharpens iron at that point and we just mm -hmm. improved and improved and improved that's great i love it i think everybody's happy to have their i like to see some bracket busting right right <laughs> keep it interesting it makes it interesting <laughs> yeah so uh three out of four teams uh that made it this weekend are from the acc from your league uh northwestern from the big 10 and you know on some level there's randomness in in the ncaa tournament but it also speaks to the strength of your conference um certainly at the top i, I can't imagine you're surprised to see you know you guys and, and then carolina and duke there um is that something that as a conference you guys focus on or is it just how it is that you're always going to end up with two, three teams in the final four? No, we pretty much just focus on beating each other up and that usually then helps to get better. <laughs> and then, and then the, it worked out the way that, you know, Duke and UNC made it. We played both teams twice. We won one, we lost one. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like, I don't know what, it worked out perfectly, and then we have three, um, yeah, three schools from the ACC in the final four. is like absolutely amazing, of course, and speaks to, you know, the the, the game we play, the, the tempo that we play, and that is slightly different from from the rest of the country. Mm. And I, I love that we. Oh, go ahead, Andrew, please. No, go here. Go I, I, I don't here here, please. We'll cut that. Well, out. go ahead. Anyway, um, so I love what you said about the strength of your schedule this year and iron sharpens iron for, I love that. Um, so, but what can you tell us about your team? Like what makes this year special and you know, who's sort of like bringing you all along? Everyone, I guess it's, it's a hard question. Um, I don't know right now we are just having fun. It mm. sounds like it sounds silly of course, but right now we are just having fun and everything we do, comes with a certain easiness and that's how we kind of try to keep the vibe going if that makes sense um, but to name someone like a single person a single player that's not possible therefore we are just too dense uh, we're too talented and our our team is like too close-knit to to name like one individual player that's responsible because that is not the, that's not the truth we as a team uh, that's our true strength. Like when we sub, there's absolutely no downfall. We have incredible depth to the very last player. Um, I think that's one of our biggest strengths that we keep subbing and uh, we just keep the, the level and um, the level high. You talked about uh, the, the tough schedule you, you played this year and how it, mm -hmm. it benefited you in the end. Something that's really interesting to me, you you, you were nine and one away from Charlottesville. Um, is there something about you know the mentality you just talked about of your team when when you leave Charlottesville and and play an away game or a neutral site game? I, you know this weekend I guess is a little bit of both, technically. Um, is there something about 
your group and and when you are on the road together and when it's just you guys, you're isolated, um, that that brings out the best in your team, or is that just yeah. a happy coincidence, or a little bit of both? I wish I could give him the answer because obviously we're aware and we look at him like, like what happened there? Like why is that happening? And I don't know. For now, we don't have an answer. When once the season's over, we have to look into it. Like what happened? Because statistically, that's quite unique. Um, they would perform so well um, on the road. Um, so I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a reason for it. Maybe it's because we can spend more time together in the hotel. Find I don't know the right mindset to it. Um, and honestly, like when we we obviously we try to host the first round NCAA. But once it was clear that we traveled to Maryland, we kind of like yeah, almost a relief. Like kind of because we knew we would perform well on the road all year. So it's kind of like yeah. We, we kind of said like whatever like we know we will play great at home or on the road so that that's kind of helpful actually all right well we really appreciate your time tonight and we're wishing you the best of luck this friday yeah. what do we say at eva wahoo wahoo yes <laughs> nice. yes ma'am all you right said it. i i try you know try to connect ollie thank you so much and good luck yeah thanks for having me thanks bye 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 Oh, he was wonderful. He was that that well, that's a cool dude. I I want to be friends with him. Um, I don't know if he wants to be friends with me. Um, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge later. Yeah, I I I that's a that's a good guy. Um, it's it's interesting that his entrance into this tournament into this Final Four means that Aaron Matson enters the Final Four as the third most experienced head coach. <laughs> Uh, of the four remaining teams, not the fourth. So maybe she'll get together with Tracy and 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 Pam, and they'll make fun of the new guy. You know, <laughs> well, maybe like maybe they'll haze him. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that anymore, Andrew. Um, but I what do we I'd call like it to now? think team building. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Okay. Um, I like to okay. think that based on what we've learned about Ollie and the UVA team, that they like to be the underdogs. They're just ha they're having a good time. What you about know what though? Plus and, some brackets. And, and whatever works for them is fine. But like UVA is never the underdog in anything. UVA. <laughs> so I mean, I think they like the idea of like we're going in, we're having fun, and we're uh yeah. They also are very good. I mean, they're good. Of like like like. like I don't mean to say that like they don't. They they've shocked the world by getting to this to the final four. That's not true. They are they are the number until this weekend they were the number five team in the country. So it's not a shock. I mean, I think the way they got here in that it was a four zero win is is a surprise. But they absolutely deserve to be here. You are absolutely right. Uh, before we finish up with our chats, um, let's do shoots and ladders. Um, I, I think easily uh, my shoots and ladders. I have four teams on the shoots, mm. or I'm sorry, four teams on the la ladder goes up. <laughs> See, okay, I'm just saying this is why shoots confuses me because we are yes. we, we are doing a field hockey a podcast, it, it, like we're, it's we're a shooting. Go down. No, I know. No, I had to write it out. C H U T E. I know, so, and so I, it's, but I confuse I'm, myself. I'm putting the four teams in the final four on my ladder and I'm putting Great. the 14 teams that have since departed, uh, on my shoot, uh, okay. fare thee well. No, uh, happy trails. 
yeah. as we say in the biz. Um, okay, here here are my shoots and ladders. So my ladders are are well, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but our ladders, our penalty corner conversion, it's on the climb. We're doing better this week, and I feel like it's just gonna keep getting better. Um, you're just talking about as a, as a sport, as a sport, like everyone. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying this, no, this moment in this sport, it is yeah, the okay. best it's been all season. Penalty corner conversions. Also on my ladder, man, doesn't that AstroTurf look beautiful on television? It, I love seeing that shines. beautiful, crisp blue turf. It looks great or on the green, TV. Or green. Or green. I like that color contrast. Um, I love the sugar cane at Duke. You know, that's, I mean, that says something about where we're going ecologically it's, in this sport. Sometimes it's pink, like the London Olympics. That's right. I mean, you can do anything, really. Would you say turf. that it, it it glistens with the water after the water cannon shoot? Abs glistens, glitters. It's beautiful. Um, but in, in all honesty, I do think that watching uh, the sport being played at the highest level in, you know, that's outside of the international level in this country and seeing it on TV done well, it looks awesome. looks good. Um, also on my ladder this week is, I think I've already mentioned it, OBC, Olivia Ben Cole. I'm, I'm falling in love with her. Like every, every week that goes by, she's her, her like stick skills are amazing. She's just her like the way she hassles on defense i'm just obsessed so I, she's on my ladder I have a question i have a please. question please if she went to wendy's and got a junior bacon cheeseburger would obc get a jbc i mean we'd have to bring her on and ask her maybe we ask would you imagine how cool would that be if you said i'm obc and i'd like a jbc that's so cool. <laughs> they'd be like i'm sorry what yeah um, also on my ladder is I think this is probably going to be the weekend that Michael Jordan has mentioned the most in field hockey ever. Um, cause we've got yeah. Michael Jordan, uh, Aaron Matson edition, uh, next to Michael Jordan, Tracy Fuchs edition on the sidelines. So that's going to be exciting for him. Um, his, his Michael Jordan's Google alert is going to be going crazy this weekend. What, what do you think Michael Jordan has a Google alert of himself? Like you think he's like, <laughs> Oh, what, like another story about him. me. Wouldn't that be amazing? It really would. I would want that to be true. Because I like I have a Google alert for my name and like something comes up like every six months. I have a Google alert for my name and nothing has ever come up. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I get something like every six months. Like, do, do you think Michael? All right, let me ask you this. Who is the most famous person who has a Google alert for their own name? Um, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> It could be. That's pretty I could good see guess. like I could see like Justin. Like Bieber. not Alec Baldwin, but Billy Baldwin. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not as famous as his, he's famous, but like you know, he knows his place. He needs right. a Google. So 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 he, he needs he needs the mention. Yeah. For sure. Um I, if Michael are... Jordan had an alert for his name, that would be awesome. <laughs> I really huh, I like that idea as that is a possibility but so those we are gotta my get him, we gotta we gotta get him on the pod to see what he thinks of aaron Matson. you know what let's work on that michael do you know that you're the aaron Matson of basketball <laughs> that's a great that's how we would begin and then i would talk to him about basketball because you know how much i know about basketball <laughs> you know lots of things i'm like were you in that 30 for 30 called winning time was that you he's like no that was Reggie Miller. 
anyway, so those are my ladders. Um, but I have a few shoots, Andrew. Shoot so here away, shoot. here. Here are my shoots. So one, my first shoot is like, man, how about having signing day? This and I, and I get confused now. We got NIL and NLI. So the NI, NLI signing <laughs> day during postseason for field hockey. I was like, boo, get this content yeah, off my feet. I don't care. That that's tough, especially you know you saw some teams that were in the the Elite Eight and in the Sweet Sixteen, and they're interspersing you know footage of the team at the hotel getting ready to go play or warm ups or you know like cool footage. Oh, and we signed this high school senior who yeah you know, has just, nothing not to do interested. with what's going to happen today. Yeah, that that was. Not and in truth, like maybe I'd be a teeny bit interested another week, but like not this week. Just get it. I'm not not well, interested. I, yeah, I, I I would not be interested any week, but especially not this week. Mm -hmm. Can I can I say something about about recruiting? Here's the thing. The truth of it is, nobody knows anything. Oh, so true. You 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 bring these players on and. You think they're going to be great, and sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. And you think someone's going to be a bench player, and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're great. And the, the, the thing that bothers me the most, and you see it even more in football and basketball, but you, you see it in field hockey, is I do not care that someone was all something. Because everyone who makes it to this level is all something. So yeah. when you tell me they were second team all county, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like if it's field hockey, if they're from Tennessee and they're second team all county, they're probably not very good because there's not a lot of field hockey in Tennessee. But if you tell me someone from Central PA is second team all county, they may be one of the eight best high school players in the country. It just we call just them districts. Care. We call them districts, but okay, but I understand well, your point. I understand I, your I, point. I just don't want to hear that you're all city or all this or all that or third team this because. It doesn't mean anything. Let me wake me up you when they enroll point. in school. When they enroll in school, when they become uniform, when they become OBC, then we'll talk. Well, how many people can become OBC? I don't. Not many. Not many. She's special. Right. Um, here's there, my other shoot. Shoots? I got. I got two more shoots for you. I'll keep it brief. My other shoot is <sighs> the video review, and and not just all video review. I think when you get to the calls right, we all are in agreement on that. But we have been doing every video review at the very end of the game and it is crushing the celebration. Like, this, this and I don't is, know how you get is, around it, but it just takes the joy out of a lot of stuff. Well, the, and and I know that you, uh, you uh, as you alluded, basketball and football, not necessarily your ball of wax, but the, the review is an epidemic over all sports. And I think it's, yeah. I understand it's important to get the call right. But, but we are getting out of control with the reviews. And yeah. not only do they take away from celebrations, you're exactly right. They take away from the natural flow of the game. And, and, and we also, and, and this is a sliding scale and it's feel, but like we need to ask ourselves, is this worth the review? Mm. Like if we're talking about awarding a penalty corner or a stroke in a tie game with 30 seconds left, but when we're in the third quarter, when we're in the first half, and and you know we're debating, is, is it a free hit or or is it you know like who gets the free hit? Just pick someone and let's go. I yeah. I, I just it's 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 so bad in in basketball and football and in baseball too. The the, the re whole review thing and 
is, and I think part of the problem, and, and this is, I have no evidence of this, but I think that you see, you watch sports, you watch another sport and you see review. And now here you are, you're a field hockey umpire and you know the game's on TV. And I'm not saying that they're like consciously like looking at review for things that don't need to be reviewed. But I think they get a kick out of knowing that the camera's on them, you know, mm. looking at the screen, they're mic'd up, you know, we hear the, ch- and, and I just think that it's a moment in the sun for the umpires sometimes. Um, you know, it gives, it gives, and I know we're going to talk about the broadcast in a minute. You know, I think that at this point, we all as sports fans, regardless of the sport, we all need to agree that we know that it has to be incontrovertible evidence to overturn a call. I don't care what sport you're watching. The announcers can't remind you of that fast enough. I think that we've all had replay in every sport long enough. We all agree that that's the situation. So whoever's doing the final four this weekend, when there's a review, we, we all know that they're not just going to randomly change the call because they're not it sure. It must be incontrovertible. And I will say and we, and we, it's, it's better than it has been. the unofficial. Yeah, when we we know it's better than it has been because at least in this last round we had video review officials off off the side like on the sidelines so we were taking our time. It goes, but it's just it just and and I and I also know that there are coach you know because we've had so many video reviews because most of the time the players are right, so umpires need to be better, and we're getting better. That's that's a good point. You you. You're right. It's not just two video reviews a game. It is multiple because the it's players way are- more. I I was watching the Big Ten tournament a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the semifinal day when there was two games, and and every goal was reviewed, every mm-hmm. single goal. Yep. I think that was the big. I, I just, you know, sometimes we we don't need to review it. I th- I think it it really is starting, especially like some of the reviews we had this past weekend we're just like oh well we've got a review it's the last goal of the game the other team won let's do a review and it just is like sapping the joy out of and and, and, you know like who knows what could happen but it's just hard to watch and especially when you see the team run out in the field and celebrate and they got to get shepherded back and then we got to stand there and then it's just like we're missing something and i find it it's just it's sad at least it's not lacrosse and they don't have to drop their sticks wherever <laughs> they're standing. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. All right, here's my last shoot. And I just, I feel like it needs to be mentioned. So I know um, we're all watching this weekend. And I'm not going to lie, on the shoot was our Duke Blue Devils broadcast. And, and not the, the, yeah, not the broadcaster. He was fine. No, he was great. Broad- I'm talking about the fact that I'm watching this game. I'm, I'm watching three games at once. And this game You're doesn't have a clock. I was red zoning. This game doesn't have a clock. It doesn't have a scoreboard. And it doesn't have replay. So what kind of a fan experience is that? And also, like, you're an ACC team. You're, you know, playing. You're And we are literally, like, right up against. We are watching UNC and we are watching Duke. And one is obviously better than the other. So, and and I'm like, I just feel like. Duke usually does really well, so I was surprised. Something was up, had to have been. Can I hit you with an industry term? Please. Not scoreboard. Score bug. Score bug. Score bug. Score that, bug. That's, the score, that's the score and the clock. You get it both with one term. I need a score bug. 
we didn't have yes. a score bug. They, they were lacking a score bug. And and you always see a score bug on linear broadcasts mm. because we tie the two terms together. We're bringing it all together. We're learning so much this season. But yeah, I was missing a score bug. I was missing replays. And yes, I do think that the broadcaster did a good job. The person who was, uh, you know, doing the call for the game. Um, but they didn't even have color commentary. So I think there were limits to his knowledge, even though he did pretty well, that could have been filled in with somebody pick, a, you know, a former field hockey player who would be, you know, elated. Perhaps a former, perhaps a former American player who lives in the Midwest and has curly hair. <laughs> I mean, she's always available. She's always available. At the Big East. But Big I'm not East here legends. to promote myself. I'm not here to promote myself. But I'm I, here yeah. to promote you. Thank you so much. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it just was a little bit like a, it was a letdown. So those are my shoots, but let's focus on yeah, the ladders. We should. And, you know, I, I think that if we were ever going to do this, the final four is the time to do it. But I think we're coming up on like a five hour episode here. <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up. Let's talk to our final, uh, final coaches. All right, we're so excited to welcome back to Pitch Session Pam Buston from Duke University, who will be playing the Final Four this weekend about against Northwestern. Thanks for coming back to uh, to visit us on the pod. Yeah, thanks. Two times in one year. This is amazing. <laughs> Isn't this exciting? Well, congratulations. Yes, what a congratulations. What a moment in the season. You are one of four teams still playing. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. I'm just so thrilled for the team. Um, it's something that they've, you know, you know, talked about and wanted and, um, but it doesn't just happen, right? They have to go out and make it happen. And they did. And that's what makes me just so proud and thrilled for them. Yeah. I think you all showed a lot of grit this past weekend to get to this place. So uh, that's our question is really like how, what, what kind of places the team in um, with, with some of that little bit of adversity in those two games leading up Do they do you feel like they're primed and ready for what will surely be a really good fight on um, Friday? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know about adversity this weekend. It's been like every single game we've had <laughs> every single season, day this season. Um, so it's kind of like the norm. Um, you know, we're, we are a team that just continues to fight and play. And I think we learned a lot about that a year ago. I mean, you know, we were in every game last year for the most part. And I think that just became part of who we are. Um, and now, you know, with a little bit of, well, not a little bit, a lot more work, uh, uh, put in and what we had to make better over the spring and summer, then now they're getting the results. So I think, yeah, we're in a good place. I mean, we expect, we expect that we expect the battle. We expect it to be, you know, tight. Um, and we just continue to fight until they tell us to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And how yeah. is the team preparing right now? Because, you know, it's a way, but it's kind of home. Like what, yeah. what did the next couple of days look, look like for you all? Yeah, we feel so fortunate. I mean, definitely after being away for an entire week for the uh, ACCs to be able to host and be mm -hmm. home, um, I think this team has showed great, almost experience, although they haven't had experience in the NCAA, sadly. Um, but they're showing that maybe they already know what it's like. And they've been so, uh, you know, we use, I say discipline for sure. But, you know, with the national team, we'd always say it's so professional. Um, not that we're professional, but they've been so professional about it. Like the way we've approached it, especially last week, you know, we were in a hotel, uh, we made it just like we were on the road for in some ways, but the beauty of it, we still had our locker room. We still had our team room. We still had our own field. And, you know, that made it really, really 
special, I, I think, to do what we did. Um, and, you know, Carolina, you know, KSS is like home away from home. I mean, we, we train there in the spring. We play preseason there. We had some really great matches. You saw the final match of the season. Um, you know, it was a packed house, sold out. And um, so we have good vibes in that place, too. So uh, although it's not home, it's, you know, stone throw away. And we'll be back into our regular routines, you know, tonight. So um, they're in a good place. Really good. They're excited. They feel, you know, it's an opportunity, one that they've earned. So they're proud of it. But also representing Duke uh, at this, at this you know, juncture of the season is something they really wanted to do uh, from the beginning. Nice. Well, and hopefully the Duke fans will make it a very home field advantage situation. Yeah, for sure. I think we will. I think we will. Good, good. Well, and so this is not the first time that you matched up against Northwestern. So early in the season, um, it was 3-2. Um, and I was looking at the box score. The really interesting yeah. thing is like not a lot of attacking opportunities for either teams, but you all peppered Scoobish. So it clearly was is was really neck and neck. So, you know, as you go to this, are you, you know, sticking to your principles, looking at 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 your team mostly, or are you looking back yeah. at that game? Are you looking at some of their recent games? How are you prepping for that that side of things? Well, you know, any given day, right? Anything can happen and any team can show up. I think back then, that was a long time ago. I mean, we mm -hmm. were quite, quite green and they were just, you know, getting their feet underneath them as well. I think we may have had, I think we had the same amount of games at that point. But um, I think we're still the only team that's outshot them this season. Um, but that was September and we've all grown and we've all changed. So I'm really excited to see how we both have grown and changed in the, in the two months since we've played. Um, I know for sure, focusing on us, um, you know, we, we continue to, you know, try to make changes and improve from day to day. We know we're not where we want to be eventually. Like we want to be, you know, so much greater than we are now. And, um, and that's the approach they've taken from week to week. So I'm, I'm really excited for the matchup. I think it's awesome. It's always fun playing, you know, a team like Northwestern and, and a, a well-coached team and, um, you know, the competition and the level of hockey is just going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited. This weekend's going to be so, so awesome. Just what a yeah. great showcase of the sport. Um, but what we observed earlier in the podcast was that this is going to be a matchup of, we got the rookies versus the vets. So you and Tracy <laughs> Fuchs going up against each other. And we got Aaron and Ollie going against each other on the other side. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of curious, like you've seen, you've coached against Tracy coach with Tracy for like many years so what does like experience mean to you at this point sort of like in your career and sort of where the duke team is too yeah i, I you know i think the experience is is maybe just in some critical moments you know just having been there you know oh mm. yeah this that um but you know even though there may be rookie coaches they have programs that are not you know mm. um obviously most of the carolina team won a national championship last year so um you know aaron Although new to coaching, she, she's got a pretty veteran experience team, which is awesome. Uh, and same with Ollie. I think I had Carolina, uh, Virginia, you know, as far as the ACC in the top two. Um, they bring back a lot of experience, a lot of talent. Um, and so I think both of them are very fortunate as rookie coaches to have teams um, that can kind of carry their own in some situations. Um, and with them both being just awesome hockey people uh, and leaders. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup for the two of them as well. Yeah. So gracious as always, but 
you know, we know you've got a lot to do, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but we are wishing you and the Duke Blue Devils best of luck this weekend. Um, so thanks for coming on the pod and have an awesome time. Yeah, thank you. We're looking forward to it. Let's just go play the game we love. That's right. I love that. Yep. So uh, Pam Buston 2.0, uh, fabulous. <laughs> you crushed Lovely. it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Doing my uh, best here. And, and real quick, let's uh, let, let's talk about this weekend. We kind of have buried the lead for the last, I don't know, 90 minutes, however long we've been going, <laughs> two hours, four hours, since we started recording yesterday. Um, we have two games on Friday. Uh, we have the two semifinals. I believe Carolina is up first, uh, and Duke, Carolina and Virginia with Duke and Northwestern to follow. Um, you know, we, we have our picks on the bracket. You and I both have North Carolina over Northwestern in the final. And I, I don't think that anything has happened uh, last weekend to change that. But now that we know the matchups, is there anything specific that you're looking for, whether on Friday uh, or in a potential Sunday final? I mean, I think the really interesting thing about these matchups is that in situ in the in a season where all these teams have had a lot of success, they have each given each other. Uh, tell me if I'm right, I'm doing this right, but North Carolina has beat Virginia, and Vir UVA has beat North Carolina, so they're one yeah, and they one. They split. This is the rubber they split. game. They split, and then we got Duke. Um, against Northwestern beat Northwestern Duke three to two. Yep. Many many moons ago, as we talked about with Tracy. Right. And so they're different teams now. And since then have both, um, yeah, they've changed a lot. And so I think that's going to be really, that's really interesting that they've, they've seen each other earlier this season. Um, and that'll definitely affect the way that these games are played. And I do think, I think UNC and UVA have a similar style. Duke and Northwestern, not so much. So that will be, uh, I think that will be a really interesting aspect of the game. And we've got just exceptional players top to bottom on all four of these squads. So it's just going to be a really awesome uh, weekend of field hockey. And also, you know, four obviously talented coaches and the matchups are divided on experience uh, line. So you have. Oh, it is. We the, got a vet. Yeah. A veteran so versus we'll, we'll, rookie. Yeah, so, well, veteran versus veteran and rookie versus rookie. Oh, that's so, right. Oh, yeah. ooh, that is very interesting. Well done, Andrew. So, yes, well, you know, I, I, I don't miss any angle. For instance, Kier, for five points, do you ooh. know the only team to play all four of these teams this year? I do. I do want those you? five points. Will this put me ahead in the bracket challenge? No, this is a different competition. Oh, dang. That would be Boston College. Boston Your College Eagles. is the only team that played all four of these teams. Um, so just a fun fact. Um, so you, you know, do with that what you go wish. Check, yeah, go check those box scores. Make some predictions. Who knows? Um, and yeah. I, you know, I got to give some, I know I'm not, I'm watching you roll your eyes, but I got to give some love to the other tournaments that are happening this weekend. I didn't weekend. roll my eyes. I'm just waiting. I was expecting you to. So we all, we got. That is unfair. Wait, 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 wait. That is wildly unfair. Why? I'm just saying well, you, said you it like I had already done it. But you said you you said I'm watching you roll your eyes. I'm watching for you to roll your eyes. Okay. No, I'm eager to hear about the division 2 and division 3 tournaments, please. 
Thank you. Well, um, these are all every everything's kind of happening simultaneously. So you'll have to make your picks into what you're watching. But a division two, you got East Stroudsburg, who is currently 17 and two, taking on Assumption, who's 16 and six. Um, East Stroudsburg is your PSAC champion, and Assumption is the sole representative from the NE10 in the final four for Division Two. And on the other side of the bracket, we got Shippensburg uh versus Kutztown, who I believe, and you know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this has been the first time that Kutztown did into the final four for quite a long time. So they're 17 I, and three gonna, and having a great not tournament. Not going to challenge you on that. How many great of those schools season. are from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Three of the four. That's what I thought. That's what. Well, I you thought. know, the PSAC yeah. is the Pennsylvania State Athletic Association, and they dominate. Well, wouldn't anyway. that be the PSAC? Pennsylvania State Athletic Association or Athletic Conference? Sorry, PSAC. Okay. Otherwise, it would be PSAC. Yeah, it's not that. It's the PSAC. Um, and then okay. Division Three action. We got your Johns Hopkins Blue Jays, who are 20 and 1 this season, taking on a bit of a dark horse from the NJAC, the New Jersey Athletic Conference. Keene University are 14 and 5. Um, the and then on the, it's the NJAC. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, we got your undefeated okay. Middlebury Panthers going for their 100th uh, national that, championship. I'm not sure. Is that Massachusetts? Middlebury's in Vermont. Vermont. Oh, yes. God, state of champions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now they're taking on your Babson Beavers, Andrew, who are 22-1, and well-coached. Tell me about the Babson Beavers. Uh, the Beavs do a great job every year. They're well coached. They're uh, they're from oh Massachusetts, pretty sure, um, and they come to you from the New Mac, taking the on the what? champions of the NESCAC, the New England in Women's well and Men's Athletic Conference. Women's and Men's Athletic Conference. That yeah. that seems un like extraneous. <laughs> yeah, but it makes for a great name, New Mac. Babson is in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Yep. Acceptance rate twenty five percent. Oh, Arthur Blank went there. I have. Who's that? He uh, is the chairman and founder of Home Depot and the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, I do know they have a very good business school. I've been on their campus. It's beautiful. You have been on their campus. Have you? I have. I have. I have on been. Purpose? I, yeah, I went there for a meeting. It was lovely. I okay, got a picture in front of the many, beaver. I got a picture in front of the beaver. How many students go to Babson College? Am I guessing? Uh, the mascot's name. Hey, you're very close. The mascot's name is Biz E Beaver. That is fuck. Oh, explicit. Cut that. <laughs> that's oh, really no, that's good. Dang. You 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 <laughs> caught yourself. It's Biz first name E middle initial beaver okay and this all ties in because they have a good business school right they're industrious that's probably that's it's like, it all connects business. it all connects i'm just telling you i like i like the beavs to win this year and d3 and then soccer team has won three national championships okay the new england women's and men, th that makes no sense that that's the name well, do you want to be? Do you want them to be the Nemwack? No, just the Neac. Like women. In, okay, so there already is a Neac. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Andrew. 
you you haven't been in the division three world there is a meak they no, there is every yes there's every combination of acronym every combination of alphabet in the division three world you got to get creative they're the new mac all right so it was founded in 1985 as the new england women's six conference Mm, then in okay. 1988, it added two teams and renamed itself, you want to guess? No. The New England Women's Eight Conference. Okay. Oh, duh. Um, in 1998, the New Eight, New England Women's Eight Conference, the New Eight, as it was known, offered men's sports and rebranded itself as the New England Women's and Men's Athletic Conference. I just... I just don't think that that's necessary. I kind of like it though. I mean, you're you're we're learning about the history about why why did they put women first? I have no problem that women are first. That's great. I don't think either of them need to be there. But there is a new my issue is there is then come up with a then come up with a new name. My issue is they did it's the new Mac. You have to admit that's. I, I know you're just poking at me, but like honestly, you know that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> but I'm okay. just telling just, just, you, like, just, if you look at Division Three athletic conferences, like they're all taken. I'm looking at them right now. I'm saying they're you taken. can keep up. You can keep up the bit. That's fine. But we do acknowledge that it's ridiculous. Well, what yeah, I think I, is ridiculous, I, like I've the coast to coast. Here. They're the C number two C coast. Here, to here, coast. I've, I've got a list here. <laughs> Oh my God! You love the NESCAC, the New England Small College Athletic Conference. How about the Allegheny Mountain Collegiate Conference? Allegheny Mountain Collegiate Conference, the MCC, AMCC, the St. Louis Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. How many Division Three schools could there be in St. Louis? Like there are like five. <laughs> I'm looking. There's ten. Oh my God! See, like they they're need not, a They're not all, but but okay. But here's my problem. There's one in Arkansas. There's one in Missouri. There's one in Kentucky. There's a bunch in like. Why is this the St. Louis Conference? Okay, but hold on, Andrew. You're the one that's been talking about how the America East has to. I mean, we're it's all not anymore. It doesn't not anymore. Big it doesn't. Ten. Big Ten. How many teams are in the Big Ten? Uh, who knows anymore? 18 this is what I'm saying. It all year? is meaningless. It, it is all meaningless. You know who's in the, the by the way, it's the SLIAC, <laughs> the Mississippi University for Women. Who knew? I didn't know that existed. No. It, uh, oh, it's also known as the W. Oh my God! Of we course, have, we have we, and their mascot is Odie the Owl. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite mascot Division Three mascots is the Rowan University Profs, because they have an owl. And I made the Ooh. mistake one time of writing Ooh. a press release, and I called them the Owls, and I got corrected. They're the Profs. Okay, got it. <sighs> So yeah, that's your Division Three matchup. Uh, it does not appear that Mississippi University of Women uh, fields a field hockey team. No, I don't think they would. We kind of stop at the. A. Beavers Cobb, a retired justice of the Mississippi Supreme Court, 
went to the Mississippi University for Women. How about that? As did Lenore Prather, the first Mississippi Supreme Court female justice. Andrew, I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole that I need to stop us Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, We will be back next week to wrap up the final four. Um, Hopefully have some guests. We'll see. Maybe announce our spectacular winner. Oh, spectacular. And we'll have the spectacular winner on next week. We will do that. Um, Oh, yeah. As long as they're as as long as he or she or they are available. Um, That's right. That that will be the plan for next week. We're going to keep this party going. Here's the thing, though. Nobody's listening anymore. There's no chance. (laughs) My mother is still listening. Hi, mom. There's no there's no chance anyone is still listening. Yeah, after you started uh, going on and on about the Mississippi College for You women. started it. You started no, I didn't. You, you had to have your D3 update. I did. I did need to hear Well, everybody, enjoy you some field hockey this weekend. We'll, we'll see you next week. Just one last thing, one last thing. Oh, MUW for- won. They won the 1971 National Championship in some very low level of collegiate women's basketball in 1971. So Great. There you go. I tried to do a nice right. outro, and here we are. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Go. We'll Have see you next time. week. You said like we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Enjoy. Bye, enjoy care. some hockey. But bye, Andrew. <laughs> And how do you feel about the uh, lone representative from the Big Ten in the semifinals? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've had a couple of teams that had shots to get through. I think, um, you know, right now, you know, I, I would say we're the best. Did you oh, we lost her. Yeah. Can you still hear? I mean, we can cut this out pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. She'll it also back. wasn't the greatest question. Did you just say, yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I also I said that wasn't the best question, so we can cut that. Okay. Do you have anything else? Oh, no. Tracy, come back. Oh, there she goes. <clears throat> you got to tell me about this UVA guy. I don't know him at oh, all. Know. No. Actually, maybe we should we should ask Tracy about it. Sorry, I got uh, disconnected there, guys. That's okay. Oh, man, that's what I said. It wasn't the best question anyway, so you can we can skip it. <laughs> <Dump that one. laughs> oh man! All right, Andrew, you got anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay, so we'll. We want to ask that. you something when we hang up, but before we. Ask yeah, yeah. So we'll 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 do our little outro, and then we've got a question for you. Altra, you're oh. such an industry veteran. I love it. Should so I get pick back in? Board, another rule change. I mean, if you got one, sure. <laughs> we'll take it. The coalition, you you know, your coalition has grown. Your left hand. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Caitlin Prandato. Big I mean, into it. Long is obstruction. Although, is long. I believe uh, Coach Buston said he, he did not like it. And it's stick, it would not be field hockey. So that's, that's true. You can bring that up to her on Friday. Uh, we'll talk about it pregame. <laughs> Mention that. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Koiskin. Koiskin. Yeah, pretty good. 
E and U in the German language, I don't know why, for whatever reason, it's pronounced oi. So that's why usually you get like Q-skin, but it's like Koi-skin. Yeah. Koi-skin. And who is, your team in the, who is your team in the Bundesliga? I don't want to talk about it. Unfortunately, it's Schalke. <laughs> oh, Schalke 04. Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's... I was born like a mile outside of the stadium growing up and you don't you don't choose you don't choose right. your club in Germany. You're born into it and like it has been a very rough like few years, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, now, I've I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, we don't we won't talk about that anymore. But it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I think okay, so we'll get started. So I'll just count us in and then I'll do a little intro and We'll get started. Sweet. Cool. Sweet. All right. Ready, Andrew? I'm ready when you are, Gabby. All right. Let's go. Three, two, one. <laughs> 